welcome to SOMC Leadership on the Go, the podcast that brings you lifelong learning and leadership development wherever you are. On today's podcast, we interview Julia McGraw, Director of Revenue Cycle. Make sure you tune in and listen, take some good notes, and learn a lot. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Uh, we are in the financial discussion of our podcast, and today we have a wonderful guest, uh, Miss Julia McGraw. How are you, Julia? Doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being here. Can't wait to hear what you have to say and share. I know you got a lot of knowledge. I know you've had uh, some time here at SMC, and can you just tell the listeners about your time here at SMC? Okay, well, I have actually started at SOMC in uh, 89, so I've been in this medical community for 30 plus years. I did leave SOMC and went to practice administration uh, in private practice in physician offices and uh, then came back to SOMC about 16 years. And I've always had a role either in practice administration or revenue cycle. I do have a clinical background, but definitely revenue cycle is my passion. Uh, I am a certified coder, certified multi-specialty coding specialist, and just really love trying to get us paid for all the hard work that our teams do here at SOMC. Yes, well, I know you, and I know that you're the person for this role. So glad you're here. Glad we're able to discuss today, and thank you for all the the years here at SOMC learning and helping us be the best. So. You, the revenue cycle starts at the very beginning of the process, right? When the patient That's walks right. through the door, you, and, and honestly, the first part of the process maybe plays the, the most important role. Can you talk a little bit about registration, central scheduling, the pre-cert part of it, and just how important that is? Yes, you're you're absolutely right. We we throw that term revenue cycle around a lot. It is definitely a cycle. It has a beginning and an end in it, and it forms a a cycle that is all connected. And patient access or registration is definitely the first piece of that. So that's why it is very, very crucial uh, when we're scheduling appointments, when we're registering patients, that we get the correct information. And that includes the basics, the correct date of birth, social security numbers, insurance information, all of that is very crucial. That's the basis of identifying the patients and accessing um, the patient's coverage for their uh, medical services. So we definitely need that. Probably the next step in that is any pre-certification that may be required for the procedures and services that they're um, having done. That We've seen a lot of change in that with managed care over the last probably 15 years. It's gotten a lot more stringent uh, and the requirements have gotten a lot more difficult for providers to really meet those requirements or to keep up to date on what is required. And so a lot of times for that pre-certification, we need to know that your insurance requires a pre-certification for the service you're having. Um, For example, something you're real familiar with too is MRIs. That's a big ticket uh, service for for patients to have done and it almost always requires pre-certification. And so we have a team in in our central scheduling pre-certification department that recognizes that, reaches out to the insurance. They need information like uh, correct and very specific diagnosis information, uh, good clinical documentation. We normally have to send provider notes, things like that to meet those. And then probably the newest thing and the, the newest hurdle that we've faced that's really even impacting our surgical services 
is time frame. We have several payers that require at least a 10-day minimum to get pre-certification from the beginning that we send the pre-certification in to when we can expect to receive authorization for that service. So that's definitely been a new hurdle that we've had to develop workflows around. Yeah, the the whole thing is interesting to me that the us getting paid timely and correctly really depends greatly upon those first interactions with the patient and getting that information uh, with your registration team. And if yes, you know we we work closely together with pre-certs. And that that ten day thing is challenging as someone who wants to take care of patients. You know that's what we're Absolutely. in the business of, and that makes it very hard to have that line of patient care versus we have to get paid. And where, you know that that is the line, and it, I think it's hard for us to see where we're so focused on patients and wanting to get that done. That 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 ten day, fourteen day delay sometimes can be really hard to really hard to understand. So, but thank you for your team and doing this. Uh, you also have central scheduling who plays a big role in, in all of this, right? Making sure the patient gets scheduled at the right time, at the right location, coordinating all their exams. Um, you know, I know that can be a challenge. Any, any, any points on, on the central scheduling part of it? I think the thing with central scheduling, it's always evolving. We're always looking for better ways to, um, you know, make access to care for patients easier. So whether that be trying to get additional staff to answer the telephone, uh, get the additional information that we need, make sure we have the information the departments need, working with the departments to make sure we have plenty of open scheduled slots so that we can put patients in, um, get them in as timely as possible. That's kind of really our focus. So do I don't think we ever feel like we have a, process that, you know, will never change. We're always looking to and change because we're always looking to improve and make access for patients better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. I think looking for a better way is is one thing that SMC does really well in across the board. We're always looking to be to be better. So thank you for that. Uh, you know, we've already we've already hit on the the pre-cert challenges. So we, we I don't think we need to go in any deeper discussion about that. What I do want to talk about is you've already mentioned it. Uh, the revenue cycle is a whole, uh, you know, it's a complete circle. It goes around in a circle and 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 you're at the beginning and then it kind of goes to other places. It goes to me, it goes to the lab, it goes to surgery, it goes to, and then kind of gets back to the, the final part of it. What can leaders at SOMC do maybe in my role in, in the middle part of it to really help ensure that SOMC is getting paid? Um, that, that's definitely a great question, and you're exactly right. So we schedule the tests, we get the patients on, and then all of our clinical departments touch the patient. So quick or timely and accurate documentation is key. We have to have that done because after it leaves your area, then it moves to Susie's area and HIM to code that. So we need the specificity for the diagnosis information to make sure we're capturing everything that we've done for the patient and why we did it for the patient. And that's that's definitely key. What we hope to have in the near future is roll out some additional tools to all of our department leaders so that they can kind of track their services. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you did 10 MRIs today, we want to verify that we capture charges for 10 MRIs today. So as we're working through projects, um, you know, with our Huron engagement to improve revenue cycle processes, things like that, we hope to have some additional tools 
for our colleagues in our clinical departments to utilize to kind of help ensure that we're capturing what we actually are doing here. So I think that's very important. Definitely, like I said, after after it leaves your area, it goes to kind of Susie's area for all the coding. And then, and then once Susie's team gets it all ready, it kind of goes to uh, our claims management department who will get the claim ready, uh, check any edits within the clearinghouse, any account checks we have built in Meditech and say, okay, the claim is clean, we can drop it to the payer. And then it goes out to the payer and we have adjudication from payers that can range anywhere from 14 days to 45 days. Um, if the, cl clean, the claim is clean and we have all the information that we need um, and they don't deny the claim for any reason, then we should start seeing payment in our bank within that 14 to um, 45 day window. Um, if it would deny, if the claim would deny, then, then it does land again in uh, claims maintenance and Amy and her team will pick it up from there. Some things they're able to work internally on their own and they can get the information back out the door. Some of it may have to go back to Susie's area for them to review. And then Susie may then take it back to your area to say, hey, I need some additional information so that we can get this claim paid. So that that's kind of the rework that we do. And that's a big focus that we're trying to uh, decrease that amount of denial and rework. So we're, we're working really hard on that. And then after it get, does get paid, then our posting and cashier department will post the payments on our accounts. And um, once those hit there, if there's any patient uh, balances left, then it'll go out to our statement vendor and Tammy Davis's department and patient accounting then will manage those collections of the patient balances, things like that. So that's kind of the way the revenue cycle goes through our, our areas um, here at SOMC. And uh, we definitely have a really good team that's working to constantly improve that process. One, for patient experience, number one. You know, we hear our patients, we know that medical billing is confusing to understand, it's difficult. Um, they don't understand necessarily what's going on in the back end. So we wanna try to improve the process for them to make it easy for them to understand their bills and easy for them to pay their bills. Um, so that's definitely something that we're really, really focusing on as well. And then of course, you know, the revenue for the organization. Uh, while our focus is to take care of patients, we, we have to make money to be able to supply the services to be able to take care of patients. So that's, that's definitely our, our role here in patient care. Yep, that's a great breakdown and a great explanation. We'll go back to what you originally said, and Susie said it in her podcast as well. Documentation is key, making sure yes. we have the right information, the, uh, what you need to get the bill out clean. You, you mentioned the rework. Um, of, of a thing, right? We definitely want to reduce that. I think it's awesome that you're doing that. Or have, have we shown any, I know you're maybe just starting in this. Have we seen any progress in, in? We have, you know, we restructured the um, patient accounting and claims processing department. October 24th, we went live with that restructure and developed that claims maintenance department. We have started to see significant reduction in um, our denial volumes, our open denials are trending down. Uh, Susie's team is a key role in that. We have some integrated meetings that we have together to really focus on denial management. We're starting to bubble up um, certain testing that we do here or certain procedures that we do here that have high denial rates. And so what do we need to do to focus to start preventing those or start preventing those 
you know, at the beginning. Yeah. And we're we're definitely seeing movement in a positive direction. And I really think our Huron engagement with, with that consultant team is going to push us over the edge and get us exactly where we need to be. Awesome. Well, we love to hear it. And more importantly, we love to see it. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you for the last thing that you mentioned, making it easy or better process for the patients. Um, you know, we got to get paid and we want to make that as easy as we can for our patients, not just so we can get paid, but just for convenience. And, you know, we, we all want that convenience in life. So thank you for that. You you have wrapped the revenue cycle up in a nice little bubble today, and you've explained it to us, and I appreciate that, Julia. Um, I want to make sure I share from working with you and with the whole finance team that if you're listening and you have an idea, uh, you have a better way, let's let's get it to the finance team to make sure that we're looking at it and and, and seeing what we can do with it. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I know you encourage that. Um, and and obviously, getting paid is very, very important. And we want to make sure that we're treating the patients, giving them the best care, and we're going to be able to do that by getting payment for what we're able to provide. So, uh, Julia, you, you hit a lot of points today. Uh, anything else you, you you think you need to add to the conversation? No, uh, not really, but I, definitely what you hit on there last, we we are all ears all the time. So if you think you've got a better way, you think you have an issue or an opportunity that we can address, we're happy to get a team together and start kind of digging into it and seeing what we can do to make it better. So do not hesitate to reach out to me or anybody on my team. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Julie, you've been a wonderful guest. Explained it well. Uh, listeners, uh, you should listen back to this one again and uh, understand the revenue cycle. It's important for us to understand how the process works and to make sure that we're doing everything that we can do to, to make it uh, as convenient and easy for the, for the whole revenue cycle team. So uh, thank you, Julia. Uh, thank you, listeners. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this additional outlet of SOMC's leadership culture, please like and subscribe to receive future episodes. Lastly, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on this podcast, please send us an email at somconthego at somc.org. Thanks for listening today, and we hope to see you again next time.